1: We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this Uh-uh, What up everybody, welcome to another episode of the corner podcast. I'm your host, Kel Dansby, here with the old man, Andreas Hale. And today's podcast is being brought to you by Untuck It, the original button down shirt designed to be worn untucked. Today, we have a ton of pro wrestling to talk about. And it's been one hell of a week, Dre. Craziness happening. You've done some digging on your reporter angle right now. You you know, you broke off the, the reporter goggles and did some research on one of the hottest topics in pro wrestling, which we'll touch on here shortly. But before we get into that, you owe me an apology.
2: I owe you nothing. Isn't that what con- I just came back from Connor today. I, I apologize <laughs> to absolutely nobody. What do I owe you an apology for?
1: Because your win in this latest bet has an asterisk. It does. No, and it you doesn't. refuse to admit it. The bet is now a farce. I am only on record by losing the Moxley bet, which will haunt me forever.
2: Wait, can you be, this, be clear because people don't even know what I'm, you're talking about?
1: I am going to I'm going to be clear. I just want to make sure that you understood me first. For the people listening who don't know about our bets, Andreas, earlier in the year beat me in a bet where I bet that John Moxley would just do independence and then return to the WWE as John Moxley. And this was just a scam or a plan to get over a better character and a character change from established character in Dean Ambrose. That was obviously wrong. He laughed at me on the podcast for a smooth six months about it. Then we decide over the summer to make another bet. And the bet is that my New York Yankees would go to the World Series and I bet them against the field in the AL. So he had the Astros, whoever else, the Twins who we swept, Red Sox, if they would have made it, uh, Tampa, whoever. I didn't care. He had the field. I was that confident in my Yankees making the World Series. We get all the way to a position where we tie up the game in the ninth inning. And then today, the news comes out that the Astros may not have only cheated in 17 when they robbed us, but this year as well with some wired devices or something. They're getting techn- technologically savvy with their cheating. And I wanted to be recognized that I did not lose this bet fair and square.
2: It is cheating. There is an asterisk. No, it's not been proven that they cheated in 2019. The World Series title has not been taken away. You lose. They're, they're
1: never gonna, going to take those away
2: and so you lost you bet it's a dumb bet against the field your team didn't go to the world series they lost to the astros that's that i want my steak dinner you can't retroactively say well they got caught no i'm going to doesn't. give you the steak
1: dinner i will hold i will hold true to that hey, i just want the record to show you lost that's what the record shows that no i don't want that I, I i need that's all you get i need a Listen, if this is boxing, this was the Daniel Cormier no contest against John Jones. He was kicked oh. in the head and lost, but guess what? It's a no contest. I would like to be 0-1 and 1 in bets. You're not. You're only I say to, that's fair.
2: You are 0-1 and 1. Prove you With have to prove right. <laughs> until cuz cuz the, the the DC John Jones fight, John Jones got caught doing drugs for that particular fight and failed a drug test, and that was turned into a no contest. We don't have any facts Yet at all that the Astros did anything to the Yankees in that series, and then furthermore, because you know there's also an issue with one of your guys, Glaber Torres. They talked about that he had a device in his leg. There's cheating in baseball. It's the way the baseball is run. It's the way the sports are run. But more importantly, if the Astros are doing so well cheating, then what happened in the World Series? It finally caught up to them. Ah, uh, get it? You lose. <laughs> this is hell. This is this is what happened. Take the L train. You've taken you know, the L train. You know
1: why? You know why? They lost the World Series cuz it was wasn't it a 2-3-2 format and they were away
2: from home. Everybody for lost three every, straight. Everybody everybody lost on the road. No every mm. no every, every home team lost, right? That's what happened. Yeah, I think it was funky yes. like that, every, every, every home, home team Every home team lost. So, yeah, plus, so they
1: only won on the road. Yeah, I don't know, I can't make sense of that. Dog, who cares? You lost the bet. Eat it. Take the L That's train. I just want to be 0-1 and 1. No, you can't be you're 0-2. You're zero two. I, I don't understand how hard is that. To, we'll let the fans decide and them to tell us on social media. But I think I deserve oh one and one.
2: You wanted you made a dumb bet and you lost. So there's that.
1: It won't be my last bet. I'm it, going it to sure get. Sure
2: won't. To, You're going to continue
1: to lose <laughs> to a smooth even record. And I will pay off that bet. We will go for a steak dinner when I'm in town for uh, what is that? Wilder Fury. Mm-hmm. So we will go for our steak dinner. And that'll be fine, and I will take that loss like a champion. Like my Yankees took the ALCS loss, and we're coming back for more. So it's perfectly fine. We do not cheat. Gleiber doesn't cheat. We're fine. Severino may have cheated once with a little <laughs> pine tar, but that's
2: behind us. Now you got, y'all got domestic abusers in the... In the uh... And the Yankees pitching rotation, too, so...
1: Different different conversation.
2: (laughs) Let's talk about uh,
1: a scandal around pro wrestling, which is what we're here to talk about, and it came out last week that Tessa Blanchard, you know, one of the top talents overall in professional wrestling, one of the tops in Impact, which is having this kind of resurgence, and... She's positioned right before their pay-per-view to have this world title match against Sammy Callahan, you know, intergender wrestling, and they're doing something that no one else is doing, and she's competing for the main title, something we haven't seen a woman do in any promotion. I mean, China held the IC, but this is like new grounds in terms of non-independent wrestling, like a major promotion doing this, so we're all hyped up over this, and then a few days before... She says she's trying to rally all the women in pro wrestling, say, hey, can we all be nicer to each other? And then, boom, the comment section comes out. Fellow wrestlers, uh, two fellow female wrestlers accuse her of not being a nice person, which isn't a crime. But then say what happened to the time where you spit in a black wrestler's face and then called him the N-word. And then, boom, it takes off entire scandal the entire comment the thread you can't unsee it and then you start putting on your reporter's hat and digging to the bottom of this and this thing's had more twists and turns than i can keep up with at this point
2: (laughs) yeah um so guys those of you who are listening guys and girls i found out women enjoy this podcast as well but this story, I haven't tweeted about on social media. This is, going to be, uh, alert, this is going to be a topic that we will be discussing in Wrestling With Stereotypes. Uh, we haven't announced the panel yet, but that is coming soon. We're finalizing a few things here, but this particular subject needs to be addressed. Now, the tester situation. Uh, I guess what I'll, I'll start with, yes, I'm not going to reveal my sources, because uh, that'd just be dumb, and I'm not, a re- I'm not doing this as a reporting. I, I'm talking about this from Blackness. This is where this is coming from. So the Tessa situation is interesting on a number of levels because the timing of when it happened. Because like you said, the first thing that's important here is being a mean girl isn't a crime, right? If wrestlers were trash because of being an asshole, Shawn Michaels would have never made it to the top. (laughs) My favorite wrestler would have been banished long ago. Yeah, he was always a dick. And most wrestlers are assholes, period. That doesn't give Tessa a pass for being an asshole. It's just the way it is. So the incident in question happened at a stardom show in 2017, and a lot of you may ask, okay, well, she said the N-word, it's cut and dry, she's a racist. Here's the issue. From what I've gathered from people that a couple of people that were actually there and a few people that are clo- very close to the situation, Tessa Blanchett was given a pass to use the N-word with the A, not the E-R, and this is important for the reasons I'm going to explain, around this individual. Uh, and some of you may know her as LaRosa. Who gave her the pass? That's in question. I can not I, I can only speculate. But she was given the pass by somebody that was there. I'm going to assume it was LaRosa, but I'm not entirely sure. Apparently, they get into a spat backstage at this show. And Tessa, From there's two things I, I've heard that LaRosa went at Tessa first. Tessa went to La Rosa. Some spit flu. And Tessa basically said, well, what's up then? My N-word. And then, uh, and then La Rosa caught around a bunch of foreigners and white people seeing a white woman say, what's up? My N word to her apparently hauled off and beat the shit out of her because I guess she was embarrassed by the situation. Obviously, you know, it's not being called. It's not like slave talk, but it's, it's a very fine line that that I don't like. Um, My theory is this. They, when Tessa tweeted that, you know, we got to respect uh, women and blah, 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 she forgets that she has dirt and people have dirt on her. And I'm not even talking about just this situation, but obviously people don't like her. And they went out and tweeted about this. This story, I'm not giving a pass at Tessa for saying N word. I'm about to talk about that in a second. This, the, what's troubling about this story is somebody, it wasn't the end of, I think it was Selena was the one who tweeted this. It wasn't her story to tell about something that happened in 2017 that she wasn't there for, but she heard about and then used it as fuel on social media to discredit Tessa Blanchard the night before she's supposed to win the impact title. The timing of this is really peculiar. And I don't like the timing. Doesn't make the situation any different, but it feels like they were trying their best to discredit Tessa Blanchard. And they had to find a way that would go up in the uproar because social media, obviously we don't care about nuances. We see the end word, we go nuts. And that's kind of what we should do. We see it, and we go nuts over it. We want to uh, cancel, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the other part of this is, after the ass-whooping that took place, this reportedly allegedly really did get beat up in this situation. She had a talking to by people that are that she is close to that are black, black wrestlers. Um, again, not saying any names. You can speculate all you want. I'm not going to say any names. But the situation was from what I was told handled whatever that means it was handled Tessa needed to apologize and it was done in August of 2017 now it comes up three years later by somebody that wasn't part of the situation and now it drums up a whole another can of worms people are asking questions calling it racist so here's the issue here's my issue number one why did she feel the reason to say the n-word I don't care if it was as a term of endearment. You just, there's no reason for you to say it. I don't care who you're around. Two, black folks, I need y'all to stop giving a pass to white people who want to use the N-word to be cool. Like, don't say, it's cool you around me, because here's my issue. If you're comfortable enough being a white person or a non-black person to say it, you need to be comfortable for the people who may not understand who will whoop your ass over that word. <laughs> and and that's that's like the, the 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 cut and dry of it. Like, there's no reason for you to use it, because you want to be cool. That's that's not cool, and you get dragged for it. And even though you may not have meant it in a racist way, try to explain this shit to somebody who doesn't understand. Like me, I don't understand. If I'm standing in the room and I see that, I'm like, yo, like Mike Perry, whoever gave him a pass to say it in the UFC, and then he uses it against Michael J. White, calls him a bitch ass N word. That's a problem. I have a huge problem with that, and he wasn't checked. Tessa, from what I heard, was checked. And I, I i don't like the story came out now, but it should be addressed. What should happen with Tessa is two things. One, apologize. I don't give a fuck what happened. I don't care if you didn't use the ERA. Don't explain yourself. Second, apologize first. Because there are people who don't understand what happened, who are clearly offended, as they should be. I don't care about the past. I don't care about anybody else. You know better. You did it apologize Two, then you can explain yourself then you can say you know what it was in bad taste i was given the pass to use it i shouldn't have but i did i got a well whooped ass for it and a stern talking to and i promised i would never do it again and i've learned from my mistakes how fucking hard is that i don't understand why people this is not difficult but alas here we are and from this is what i gathered. this is what happened she's had talking to from a bunch of wrestlers about it In the past now it's happening again but now she's being a little hard-headed maybe by not issuing an apology you just gotta apologize it's it's here Twitter knows no bounds man like nobody (laughs) just doesn't have any dirt something's gonna come up for anybody you can't get away with it you need to be prepared for when the dirt comes back to you how you're going to handle it and my again you need to just apologize and again I'm gonna reiterate this and tell let you run with this black people stop giving people passes to use the n-word it's the reason why i stopped using it publicly i used to say it all the time but then i started to realize like yo i watch certain people light up when i say it around them like can i say it too no the fuck, you can't say it too so instead of having to tell them not to say it too my thing is like i'm just not gonna say it because it's not that serious i can find other words to use i don't even need that kind of confusion in my life because if you do say it and I'm like where'd you get that from? I might haul off and punch you and they be like, oops, my bad. I said it around you too much, but I didn't give you a license to use it. That's too confusing. Just don't use it. White people, don't ask for a fucking pass. Why do you need a pass to say the N-word? You got white privilege. Enjoy that. Leave the N-word alone. <laughs> give us let us have something if we want it. Leave that one alone. us on you. It's
1: Manifest Destiny, my man. Everything is theirs. Um, But let's not get into history class. No, so you're spot on with what bothered you during the situation. But even listening to you explain it, two things still bother me. Outside of even the apology, which hasn't been said. Maybe the company said, if you just keep quiet, it'll go away. Eh, that's not how stuff works now. So that's bad on their part or whoever's advising her, if she has someone advising her. The two things that bother me, one, I guess it doesn't bother me, but I feel as though even if a black person gives a white person the N word pass, they then hold the right to revoke this pass whenever they feel like whooping your ass. That is the risk you run by taking the N word pass. It is not our forever lasting shield. This shit is like the, the little armor you get in a video game while you run around. When that shit changes, when the music hits, you're now vulnerable again. And that music can end whenever. Let, let's get that clear. Someone gives you as a non. Black person, or Spanish. I mean, I'm from New York. Spanish people say that shit all the time. But, again, explaining that shit out of New York might get a little tricky. So, again, you want this privilege, you have to know at any point in time, whoever gave you this card can flip around on you, and that's your ass. Case in point, if for some reason, I don't, but whatever, if for some reason I gave someone the N-word pass and we chilling in the crib... We go out, they use it in public. Someone else wants to whoop their ass. I might not feel like defending them. Maybe they're in the wrong. Then they're going to look at me like, yo, you ain't going to say nothing. You gave me the pass. No, I can revoke the right to protect you or use the right to whoop your ass, depending on how you use the word, whenever I feel. That is my privilege in giving you the pass. Hence, don't give people a pass, like you said. That's off rip. Just so Florosa decided to whoop her ass that day because she the other part of this is that it was said that it came after she spit at la rosa spitting at someone and then there's reports like la rosa spit on her first regard you spit at someone that's the first sign of disrespect all shit's out the window you could be like, hey, hey, bitch, and blah, blah, blah. And you, that's a term of endearment, right? And you guys are girls. You'd be like, hey, bitch, and um, oh, you a bad bitch, blah, blah, blah. You spit on that same girl and be like, bitch, she going to whoop your ass, right? Because the context of you using bitch is different. That's exactly what happened. You spit on someone and then use the N-word. The context of that word has changed. You are now
2: open to an ass whooping. You know what's interesting, though, is this is why I don't like Twitter. Like, even though I'm on it all the time, this is why I don't like it. Because there is no nuance. Because the way it's been framed is that she called her the N-word after spitting on her, like, as a racist term. When it wasn't that, and... Let's let's just assume that Larosa was the one that gave her license to use it, which takes a whole nother thing because La is not even African-American. She's Dominican, a black yeah. Dominican. So maybe she doesn't even understand the gravity of using the N word. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know, La Rosa. But maybe the number one issue here for La Rosa was that she got spit on and the N word was secondary. Nobody's even thought about that. Nah, that's a whole different sign of disrespect. That's what, like people are looking at like it's been framed that she got her beat up for calling her the N-word. And the the way N-word has been positioned is as a racial slur in, to disparage her when, in fact, it could have been that she said it. La Rosa didn't care, but all these people were surprised that she said it. But the spitting is what got to La Rosa. That's also possible. The point of all this is for me is just don't say it. And if you do, if you've ever said it or if you've ever done something dumb in your past, like if you ever called a gay person the F word or something like that, be prepared to defend it when it comes up and say that you were wrong and just leave it at that. I'm wrong. I shouldn't have done it. Not, not because I said, oh, it was a joke. No, I was wrong. I offended a bunch of people. I learned from my mistakes and I'm going to be a better person now. Then you can also say this issue was handled th- almost three years ago. And nothing like this will ever happen again yep then you can find the person who told the story they shouldn't tell the story and then check them in person don't do this shit on social media because social media doesn't care for nuances they don't care how it was used er and they don't care you're just a racist now to them but apologize man apologize what so also from what i've heard is that you know tess is a much better person now than she was back then That's that's what I've heard. I don't know. And she's super young.
1: Not to give her an excuse, she's super young. But and that's true. And young people do dumb shit.
2: And they do. And that's why I'm saying, like, the next step of maturity is to apologize. And that's really it. Because if Tessa would have said it around me, we would have had a problem. And then I would have said, "Who the fuck told her she could say this?" that's how the, the steps would have went for me and that's how they should go on social media but social media is just, they're wild and now Tessa's like this racist person and all that and I don't even know if that's necessarily true I don't know her I just know from talking to at least six people i this is what I've gathered I'm not going to write a story on this this is not my bag but I'll talk to you guys on the podcast about it because I feel like with family it's a black situation more so than a wrestling situation there's one other issue that I had with this
1: All right, Dre, hold on. We can talk about this subject forever and we gotta get right back on it because there's so much more to talk about. But first, you ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your shape or size, Untuck shirts always fall at the perfect... Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length.
2: Man, you know, in you know, button-down shirts and these shirts, they always, some of them bunch up in the middle and make you look fat when you really ain't fat. You know, if you got a gut and you don't have a gut, you don't want all that. And there's like 50-plus fit combinations. Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. They fit me pretty dope. So, you know, whatever size you are, I think it'll work. So you can choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels. Out of and a whole lot more. And with Untuckit, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. The website is super-duper easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit.
1: You're right. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift, whether you're on TV like the old man Andreas, or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck it is the way to go. Visit Untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U N T U C K. It.com and promo code blue for 20% off. All right. Now let's get serious again Let's get right back into the subject because there's a lot more to touch on All right, cool, we got that out of the way back into our Tesla conversation. You still have one more problem with it I have a huge problem still lingering. Go ahead. Okay. What was yours Dre?
2: So one I hope you guys go buy some untuckets. <laughs> they are great. But here's the thing. There's a picture of a guy who was on our panel at Wrestling with Stereotypes, Scorpio Sky, who I enjoyed on our panel with Wrestling Stereotypes 2 in Chicago. He posted he was a picture. Great. Yeah, he was fantastic. If anybody hasn't seen it, find a way to watch it. He was great. Scorpio Sky posted a picture of him hugging Tessa Blanchard with well, not a lot of context, but it came out shortly after she won the title. To me... I didn't like this for a number of reasons. One, I don't need us to be caping for white people. I just don't. It's unnecessary because let's just say it was a black woman. I need y'all to have that same energy for a black woman when she's in distress. But like hugging Tessa, if that's your friend, cool, send her a fucking text. You know how volatile this situation is. You know how much shit it stirred up. There is no reason for you to go and post a picture of social media supporting her, knowing how much this has disrupted Wrestling Twitter. Because Wrestling Twitter has been nuts for the past week. You don't need yep. to post this picture. You can show your support for Tessa by calling Tessa. I I, I just didn't understand this. I just need more. I need, I need black people to support other black people. I don't need y'all caping for white people like this, especially one who was in the wrong, no matter how many ways you fucking slice it. And to post that picture without any context And say I've talked to Tessa Or like give me something Just a hug in there What the fuck is that? That was lame that, that's my, <laughs> that was my other issue That was lame Scorpio Sky I think is a great guy I haven't even talked to him I was thinking about calling him about this But I haven't I just think it was in bad taste It doesn't make him a bad guy I just think he should have used his better judgment for that
1: Yeah and that leans into What really bothers me after this whole situation kind of broke out and something you touched on when you were, you know, breaking down the details of everything was, and I don't have to know who said it, who did it, I don't care, but the statement of, we talked to Tessa, it was handled. That bothers me because there's only two people who can handle this situation. And I saw a video from one of them that did not seem as though this situation was handled. La Rosa posted a video from Puerto Rico well, on what looked like to be my grandma's couch. <laughs> I swear it's exactly similar. It's incredible. She could have filmed this in my grandma's living room. But she posted a video. The translations were kind of all over the place. But again, me speaking Spanish, I just had to listen to it. And she didn't go into detail on the incident itself. She kind of beat around the bush a little bit. But one thing she didn't say was that she squashed it or anything like that with Tessa. She said she let it go for the best interest of her. And the way she painted it, honestly, was that she didn't want to look like the angry black woman or the angry Spanish woman. So the best, in her best interest to continue getting booked and work with these companies, she dropped it. That is how she said it in that interview. Now, for other people to say it was handled, was this handled between LaRosa and Tessa? No. This, well. Then I don't, mm, I, I mean, I'm not saying that it was or wasn't. Right. I'm saying if it wasn't, I have a problem with one black person getting spit on or Hispanic or, you know, it, it's, she's a dark skinned Hispanic. I can go into the litany of troubles faced. By being a dark-skinned Hispanic. Um, especially in Puerto Rico where everyone thinks everyone looks like J.Lo, and you're fucking light. And people look at me all the time and be like, oh, you're Puerto Rican? Yes, I'm Puerto Rican. I am the light-skinned Puerto Rican in my family over there. We're all dark as hell. N- everyone in my family looks like Celia Cruz. Nonetheless. So, one black person. One, you know, just brown person in this scenario got wronged however you take she felt wrong in that moment for another brown person to then say I talked to Tessa it has been handled I don't give a fuck what you and Tessa said you guys could be the best of chums you can be friends and this really bothers me you guys could be friends you can be her black friend you she can have 10 black friends that said Tessa that's wrong oh I'm sorry guys I won't do it again I won't sit around you guys i'll remove it okay and you guys are cool cool as it can be with tessa again that doesn't mean that it was handled because it was not handled between tessa and the person she wronged it wasn't handled by whoever now heard the story and cares to look at tessa sideways from now until 30 years from now i don't care it's it takes us back to our whole hogan talk right where hogan Apologize backstage to some people. Some people took it. Some people did it. There's people in that locker room that are never going to mess with Hogan the same. They didn't care. There's some people, brown people that say, you know what? He talked about it. He was sincere. We're all good. It was handled. That ain't handled with me. I ain't never rocking with him the same. So I, I have a fundamental problem with someone, whoever it may be, saying this was handled. It is not handled. It was handled for you. You feel comfortable enough to say she good money. She ain't good money with everybody. So laying that statement out, whoever says it in any context, a situation moving forward bothers me. Cause again, like giving that n-word pass, she has that pass with you. Well, let's, if I, not, let's if not assume that someone I, I, decides to fade her. Then that's cool. Like, but I want to be just, clear.
2: Like that that person, like these people that have told me that they, they had this discussion with Tessa, never gave her the pass
1: no 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 i'm not saying that like no no not that they gave her the pass i'm saying it's very similar to one person giving you the pass so you're cool with that one person and saying it around them that does not mean you're cool with someone else again one person giving and accepting that apology and saying it is squashed does not mean it is squashed with everyone else no and, and that's it is not a blanket like yo tessa you're good no like that's cool she's good with you and i understand that there's nothing wrong she's good with them But that does not mean she's good with La Rosa. It does not mean she's good with whoever else does not like this story. Whether it is an A, an ER, they do not like that it came out of her mouth, point big period. They may not look at her the same again. That's also good beans. So the whole fact that like, no, it was squashed. We talked it. Some people just don't care about that.
2: Well, I'll say this again. I think it, it is one of those things that they felt like it was handled with that particular situation. See, here's the problem with social media everybody's in your shit now. Everybody's in your business. Like if me and you have a, have beef, let's just say me and you had an issue, right? And it played mm-hmm. out on social media. People are going to pick sides. And then if me and you behind closed doors handle that beef, people are still going to pick sides because what they saw on social media because now they feel like they know us and they can comment <laughs> on our situation. Yeah. So I think for the people that I talked to, when they said it was handled with Tessa, they, they felt like the situation happened. The, the people who were involved in the situation we're all had a conversation about this and yeah. they came to a conclusion three years ago. Why it's coming up now is an issue with somebody who it wasn't their story to tell. So the the thing that I, like, I don't know, Selena. So I, I don't know why it came out this way. I don't know. But the, bot the, for me, I don't, I'm not going to take issue with somebody saying that we handled this situation. Cause there's a situation with people that I don't like. And I take it offline and I'm like, yo, the, What's up? Here's this, this, and this. Now we're cool. So that, and that's between, because honestly, the the situation- And you keep that, but if
1: it ever came back out and someone had beef with what they did to you, right? Like say, cool. You guys squashed it, whatever. Then it comes out four years from now by a different source. You don't put it out. You squashed it. But it comes out and someone's like, yo, I don't like that this guy said this to Andre. Like, yo- dre we're cool peoples i can't hire you to write this article because you know you're too pro black on your timeline you be like what okay cool you, you gotta squash it my bad you understand it but then it comes out four years later they didn't hire you because you're too black and the world of twitter and social media takes offense to that where you go out and say yo we squashed it we're good they don't care anymore they made their they saw that person's character for right or wrong now it's up to them to then make up their minds on the situation, your yeah. what you decided is out of it because the the can of worms is open, but that's and that's wrong. why her not apologizing is so bad yeah. because now she has to apologize to all of them because now everyone is let in on a little secret and they all have opinions.
2: Yeah, and I, and again, that's why I hate social media. I think that is whack. Like I, the Tessa needs to apologize. We're, we're very we're all very clear on that. I just hate that so many people get involved with people's stories that they know nothing about. And that they, they, they choose a side and make a hard line and say, well, this person's this way. Because, like, you compare it to Hogan. Hogan used the ER. There's no defensive that. Yeah,
1: attention. yeah. That's, it's, yeah that's, There's no that's defense a Hogan.
2: I don't know yeah, Tessa nah. to like her. See, my thing is I don't know Tessa to like her or dislike her. I know I don't like what she did, and I'd like to see her apologize because she offended people. I don't care yeah. because I don't know her. And I think a lot of people get very emotionally invested in things that they don't know about, nor do they care. Because, like you said, if there was a situation where... I was told, like, there's always nuances to a story that somebody said. Well, you know, we can't do this because the owner said such and such. So, can you please not write <laughs> that article? And then I, you yep. know, then it comes out. Oh, well, such and such said maybe it wasn't like that, and that's kind of what Twitter does. Maybe maybe yep. it wasn't really like that, and maybe I'm saying no, 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 I'm cool with him. And They're like, no, nah, you caper for him now. You don't know the fucking story. <laughs> so, yep. but all this to say, stop using the goddamn n-word, and we wouldn't have these fucking yep. problems. Exactly. We need to sit...
1: Somebody, whoever's Tessa's friend, needs to sit her down and watch the Kevin Hart documentary on Netflix and say, yo, you're doing this. Don't do this. (laughs) Do the opposite of this. Kevin Hart did exactly what you're doing. He went silent, kind of doubled down... And let it rock. Don't do that. Just give no, an no, apology. No. It erases this whole shit. And, and, and you so know, it's uh, the other she's thing. She's pulling
2: the Kevin Hart. The last thing, and then we can move on to actual wrestling. The last thing is, you also have to be cool with the fact that people just aren't going to give a shit about your apology. You're not going to win everybody <laughs> over. But you need That's for also your, true. For yourself, you just need to do it. Because you did offend people that like you and watch you. Because I, like mo- most of us who watch Tessa on TV, we're fans of her work. So if we're offended, so apologize to your supporters You may lose a few but Try to be genuine in your shit And don't be trying to be like Superficial with your apologies Just keep a job Be genuine Because you hurt some people And I'm sure Tessa From what I've gathered Has a pretty good amount Of black and brown friends I mean shit She dated Ricochet Yeah So And I, I have And I'll be clear I have no idea if Ricochet Her fiance had,
1: now is brown Yeah I have no like idea Like he's, he's Spanish right
2: Mexico. I believe so But Dagger Yeah but I have I have yeah. no idea because a lot of people are gonna speculate Ricochet is the person I'm talking about. It's not him. I and honestly I don't know. It could be him, but I from what I've gathered it had nothing. I've gotten heard nothing about Ricochet being involved in this one way or another. So I'm not gonna say anything about him because I know he was dating her at the time. But I I have no idea what his involvement in this this conversation was. So I can't I can't say some people are like he's all lies, man. I don't know. I have no fucking clue.
1: Because <laughs> he likes his brother from Kentucky.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I know he likes rock music, but who does it? Shit, I like rock I th- music. You man. know, I throw on a little Linkin Park when I'm feeling froggy. No, I like Guns N'
2: Roses. Like like, don't get me wrong, I like. Oh yeah, you know what Metallica. What I was
1: listening to Metallica the other day, and Rage Against the Machine is coming back. Well, I might have to go to that show with Big Mac. Well, Rage Against the Machine is like the blackest white band ever. Like Rage that is very true. Is I mean, they're like, so super woke, but. Love I, I have to go see that. Um, <laughs> we digress. So getting into the wrestling aspects of things, hey, Tessa went on to win the title. Uh, the next night, next night, next two nights. And she is uh, now a woman holding the major heavyweight title in a promotion, which is huge. This really put a damper on all that. Uh, in fact, decided not to waver. Is that the right decision? Booker T came out today and talked about how this is wrong for a level that's not even based on her comments that it puts the women's division completely buries them and kind of buries the men's division, which I don't agree with. You can be an anomaly in a situation. Like I'm okay with having an anomaly, right? Like China didn't bury the entire women's division. She was just good enough to compete against
2: men. She, she's an anomaly. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, Booker, uh, I, I understand what he's trying to say. Sexy Star yeah. won the Lucha Championship in Lucha Underground, and yeah. I was fine with that. I mean, look, man, we we watch a pro wrestling like we love pro wrestling, and we kind of want it to, to feel real. And we go, oh, that shouldn't happen. But dog, for like twenty years, a dead man was wrestling. Okay, you sometimes you got to suspend your <laughs> belief in reality to enjoy this shit. And he yeah. had a burnt he also brother became a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> he became a motorcycle leader. Yeah, and he, had and a, he came had a, back to being dead. He had a brother. Who also came from the dead, and they fought in a buried alive match. Look, sometimes you just gotta suspend reality for this shit. And in the t- case of Tessa Blanchard, because she's a great worker, and you know, I don't think this buries the women's division. I don't. W- when you treat when you create a special character, you treat them special, and they and their work proves it that she can hang with the men, whatever that means to you, and she wins the title. Like that's it's a moment. Like, Candice was, she was a tag team champion with Joey Ryan in PWG and had some of the most brutal matches I'd seen. I didn't have a problem with this. It doesn't bury the business. I mean, come on, man. David Arquette won the WCW title while you were there, Booker. <laughs> like, Vince McMahon was a WWE champion. Like, come on. None of us believe that Vince McMahon could beat anybody, but he was a champ. It's, just, it's all about the way you tell your stories and the art of performance. I don't have a problem with it. Now, the second part of it is, should have should impact have switched up? I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. I don't know. I don't know. When something like this comes out, do you pivot? And then when you pivot, it kind of fucks up all your plans because that's a big move. Because then what? Yeah. Do you never give it a title? No, you
1: got to stretch it. But I I think it just takes away from the moment in the moment. If she won it in in the pay-per-view in two months, maybe you get that, a woman won it. Like, now it dominated the narrative, and you didn't get that feel-good, like, a woman is our champion moment.
2: Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, let's say you drag it out for another two months, maybe it don't feel the same no more. She loses again. She loses Sammy Callahan, and you're just kind of like, eh. Then when she wins, it might not feel the same. Like, this was their first main event. Pay per view match and impacts new era. So, yeah, I, I guess in a way, you kind of like you got strike while the iron's hot, but you also have to be prepared to deal with the fallout. And I, again, like you said, I don't know if Tessa has advisor, friends, bookers, agents, whoever they knew this was coming. And I just think somebody should have told her, like, don't issue a statement, apologize, like, figure out a way to apologize because no matter what, this shit ain't going to look good. It's just not. But Booker, like, like, I respect Booker's mind for the business, but. Man, again, man, you know, you fought Stone Cold Steve Austin in the grocery store, and we loved it. And nobody went to jail. <laughs> shit happens, man. Like it doesn't taint the business. Like you no. said, China was, she was a big burly woman that was that was clobbering dudes. But I was cool with that. I mean, when we see Ray Mysterio or Brock Lesnar, none of us look at that shit and be like, "Yeah, Ray's gonna win this shit." But they know how to work the story. Tessa, that match with Sami Callihan was a really good match. I'm fine. Oh, I'm yes. fine with the match. It is tainted. I just don't know if they should have pivoted, but it doesn't hurt the business. I don't think so.
1: No, I I completely agree. I mean, for their sake, maybe it would have been a bigger moment if they waited. But if they put the title on her, that's cool. I don't think they should have pivoted from making her the champion at all. She earned it. She was our female wrestler of the year last year. Yeah. Like, she's earned it. She's one of the three best female wrestlers in the world. You want to put the title on her? That's cool. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. So it was just, again, horrible timing. And the timing of, you know, this story coming out is very fishy, but I don't want to make it seem like it wasn't. It was. It seemed very pointed to when they released this information.
2: Oh, yeah. I feel like that. I definitely.
1: So she was robbed of her moment. It, it's bad all the way around. Um, let's start talking about other promotions. We got a couple, like, what, 15 more minutes left in the show Real quick, touching on Ron SmackDown from the past week. SmackDown, I don't even remember what happened. So I put it together <laughs> the show and I was like, yo. Oh, yeah. Usos Usos came back and then which was cool. Them and Roman running together has some
2: potential. Yeah, then Bobby Roode came back and was like, Word <laughs> I was like, alright. This the- Yeah, and then Johnny Morrison.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, huh. like, him and Miz, it's a weird way to bring him back, but I guess we're not getting prime Johnny Morrison, like you know what? He's carried other promotions. He came back for the bag and to get like to end his career where he wants to end it. So I don't think he came back to be a prime player no, on the SmackDown side. So I, I agree with him that. and Miz running tag team again. I, that's not bad. No, I, I, he cut one hell of a promo. He's way better on the mic than he used to be.
2: Yeah, I, the only issue—it's not even that. It wasn't even this past week with them and the new day. I actually like this little feud. My issue was just him coming out of the locker two was two weeks ago. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, There's a better way. Much to do bigger this. response if he just showed up this week. Yeah, or just showed up at the Royal Rumble. But whatever. I mean, I guess that's how you have to reintroduce character. I just didn't like that. Um, but yeah, the, like it's so weird because we're West, I know we're about to talk about Raw, but you look at the SmackDown stable of Baron Corbin, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and what is like the revival down with them too? I can't figure it out. Um, yeah,
1: before they bounce.
2: Yeah. You look at that crew, and then when we look at Raw, the Monday Night Messiah and his crew—they would kill Baron Corbin. I like Seth Rollins' crew. Now they got Buddy. Murphy oh yeah, in we're there about too? to talk
1: about that. Yeah, yeah come on.
3: You, <laughs> you know what? Different level. This Seth this shit.
1: Rollins, t- this Seth Rollins turn is, is really picked up. Hey, yeah, listen, it has been—it's been done very well,
2: dog. I cannot front. The Monday Night Messiah is the one of the dopest fucking names. That name is fucking, <laughs> yo! I love that name, and heel Seth Rollins just much better. Just much better. This is good. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is what he should be. Yes, this is good. Like I know I talk about. I was that rocking group. my CrossFit, CrossFit <laughs> Jesus T-shirt to work on Tuesday. I was hyped. Yo, it. He, this is this is the best. Like, unless, I want to be clear. With the exception of Rusev and Lana, which sucks, and it continues Horrible. to suck. Raw yeah. has actually not been bad the fat, past few weeks. If you strip that away, like Kevin Owens doing the parkour dive, that was fuck. That was great. The fist fight was weird oh, yeah. and how it ended. Whatever, but I think Raw is it, it hasn't been bad. And uh, we might as well talk about it. Our Truth promo with Brock Lesnar was so oh,
1: damn good. Gold. Oh, yo, that twenty four seven title was built for Truth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it's still it, stupid, but it's, yeah. Yeah, but it's revived his career. It's a gimmicky, comical title. Perfect for a gimmicky, comical guy. Yeah, dude, listen. It it should begin and end with him. I want it to be synonymous with him. Like, the Hardcore Championship is kind of with, what, it was Buddy Holly. (laughs) (laughs) Holly? It was Crash Holly. Crash Holly, excuse me, Crash Holly. Like, you like, you, you look at a guy and be like, oh, he was the Hardcore Champion. You know, like where it's just like, okay, cool. That's what he did. I want that to be arch. Oh, he was the twenty four seven champion. I don't care who else has held it. I don't care who holds it going forward. This shit could leave with him. I mean, Mojo. He's won like it. fifty. Mojo won it. What he you- gonna get it back. Listen, I know, but it was so Mojo cool. would be nice to carry it. Though. No, it I, I hate <laughs> Mojo's Mojo. Mojo's another gimmicky guy. Ugh. Um, but you you look at that, and it's just like I I like. R-Truth and what he brings and that promo was so gold and Paul Heyman is just fire every
2: time he touches the mic yeah so so Raw I think Raw hasn't necessarily it hasn't been a bad show it's just that it's three yeah. hours it's too goddamn long and the Rusev line us up I just I can't get into it and now you got Liv Morgan involved and I'm like I'm glad to see her on TV and they dolled her up whatever but I just I really hate this angle. But the rest of it, like the Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, they finally put a pin on that so they can move Buddy Murphy into whatever this stable is called with of yep. Pain, and Seth Rollins. I'm fine with this. I like this. Samoa Joe and Great Kevin feud. Owens. feud. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens as a team, like it too. Uh, there's a lot of things on Raw that I'm like, I actually like some of this shit. It's just too goddamn long, and I just can't do this R- Rusev Lana stuff. I'm, I'm completely over that.
1: Oh, I am. T- yeah, like, that's unnecessary. And then you have your champion in Cien Almas, which is great. Yeah, I think he's a really good champion. Hey, hey. And
2: quick question: um, uh, yeah. Andrade and Charlotte are an item. Do does Charlotte engaged? Under- whatever does does Andrade speak enough English to Charlotte for her to understand, or does she understand Spanish? How do these two communicate?
1: Oh, so I guess she's been helping him with his English since reports came out that it was demanded or, you know, suggested that he learns English to further his character. So if you notice, his promos are now half English, half Spanish, and actually pretty, it's getting more Del Rio-ish. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering, and, like, they've been dating, like, how have they been communicating? Yeah, for like a year and a half. Have you ever <laughs> seen uh, 90 Day Fiance? There's a couple on there that uses the the translator app exclusively because oh. he speaks no English. I- I'm sure the beginning of it was like that, but I he his English is picking up. So yeah, shout out to him. Okay. And let's be real. It's not a coincidence that he gets engaged to Charlotte and he gets a title and a push. <laughs> like this guy's gonna be champion in the next year because he's gonna be a flair. Uh, it's the best business decision what, he's made. Wow, you said
2: he's going to be a flair. That is the
1: statement yeah, I of say, the night. I said it I said I said what I said. Yes. It's it's an incredible business decision by him. He's gonna be a. And we just call. He's gonna be a champion too. <laughs> it, is, it it is what it is. So Ooh, okay. listen, the rocket is strapped to his back. Congratulations! I've always liked him. He's gonna be heavyweight champion sooner or later. And then uh, so that's so we had that on Raw. Asuka and Becky build, I think, is going to be good. Asuka is going to get a good match out of Becky, which, again, we talk about this all the time. Becky needs great dance partners. Asuka yeah. is that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I figure, I guess, Becky's just finally going to go over on Asuka. Whatever. I think we all can see this coming, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, but if, Asuka still
1: has a belt. You're you're yeah. killing time for a tag team partner to get healthy. Yeah. And she oh can defend the tag titles at WrestleMania. Which is, which is ultimately what you want, the women's tag title. So this is a good intermediate feud, which I'm okay with.
2: And you know, and last thing, then we can move on to AEW. Uh, Raw is a lot better than SmackDown these days. This is weird to me. Like, I... And I was, yeah, kind of. I'm going to say, because this is why. Like It's not The Fiend. One, I do completely hate Lacey, Lacey Evans as a babyface. I think it's horrible.
1: Um, oh, it's so weird. But you gotta keep Sasha heel cause she is money. Oh she's money heel, but Lacey Evans ba- is not Bailey. Bailey is stale. Let's call let's let's call a spade a spade. Heel Bailey kinda got stale stale real quick. Yeah. Heel Sasha has completely eclipsed Heel Bailey. And it's time to take the belt off her. Like, Sasha got to go super heel and just beat the hell out
2: of baby. They just need to get some more women over at SmackDown. It's weird because, like, the stable, the Rollins, Authors of Pain, and and Buddy Murphy's heel stable, much better than Barrett Corbett's stable. The Aleister Black-Buddy Murphy matches have been – and the Mysterio-Andrade matches have been fantastic on Raw. SmackDown hasn't had anything like that. I love what the New Day is doing with Miz. I, I, I see where they're trying to go with it, but I don't see – like, Raw is actually a better show, with the exception of Rusev and Lana, which is the worst thing on television. But Raw is a better show. Yeah, like, I'd say the past two weeks. Yeah. SmackDown,
1: to me, is more consistent, and I like Daniel Bryan being at the top of the card. I like him being a babyface again. I've always been a fan, which you necessarily weren't, of the split in characters between Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. I
2: don't care about
1: Now they're coming back together. I think that's pretty cool. Bryan... People are rooting for him. I think that'll be fine. Uh, Kane is showing back up, so I'm assuming he's going to get attacked, like as a Daniel Bryan friend yeah. by the Fiend. Yeah, whatever. So they're building that up again, and again, their champion is there every week. So I like that Bray Wyatt's there. Bray Wyatt, this has been a. Decent to above-average title run for him. You think
2: outside so? Outside
1: of the matches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, love the shit. promo work. What else is there? I love him as a character. Yeah. He's never going to be a great wrestler. Uh,
2: uh, but
1: I'm okay with that. Man, like, no. I, I know this going in. He's not hurting my expectations. Like, when Seth Rollins has a mediocre run, that's kind of like, oh, man, that's shitty. But character-wise, I like what Bray brings to it. It's going to be sad when Roman Reigns takes the belt off of him at Mania. But... Maybe not if Roman is rolling with the Usos and Roman gets some edge. Dog, I, Let Roman be Roman. I don't care.
2: I, like Again, SmackDown, I don't care. Anyway, let's move on to AEW.
1: So, AEW, they're making moves in their own right. They signed Brian Cage this week and Taz to be a commentator. They also signed a new three-year deal with TNT, which is bringing a second show every week to the station. They haven't said what the second show is. It could be more like promo interviews it could be aw dark moving into a television slot we don't know exactly where this is going to place they could get super froggy and say you know what we're going to challenge them on monday nights that's
2: stupid they, they'll never do that
1: they won't i don't know
2: there's don't no know. way they'll but, challenge them. there's no we way we don't know ch- what's going on
1: Dude. tnt has limited nights like thursdays and tuesdays are kind of locked
2: up with basketball you go, so you do no, you can't go here's why this is really easy it's not Raw. It's Monday Night Football. You yeah. you don't want to deal with that shit with the second show. So that that ain't happening.
1: So I really wish Saturday morning wrestling would come back. Yeah. They could tape it like they tape AEW Dark and just put it on Saturday mornings. Regardless, that is what they're doing. But at the same time, I'm worried. Because I don't know how this solves the problems that they are now consistently having which is no mid card and struggling to build stories outside of what the top six people in that company. Cody, cool, easy money, building a story around him. He's super over with your audience. That's fine. Jericho, he's Jericho. Moxley comes in with a ton of fire. Cool. He's going to be good. The bucks are the bucks. Again, run the company, super over. Outside of that, they're struggling to build anything around anyone else. Like This Dark Order shit's not working. There's a ton of people aren't on TV and their roster's not that deep. So are you going to use the second show to feature them or are you going to worry about doing numbers on the second show and feature the same people that are just on every week?
2: So, two things. The first thing I'll talk about is that second show and the idea. I think the first thing the AEW needs to do is take everything, their storytelling, offline. Stop telling your stories on social media and YouTube. If you're going to do anything with that second show, make it a mesh of AEW, Dark, and Being the Elite. Not exactly those shows, but find a way to get that wrestling on television because you have good matches on Dark and tell your stories on TV. Because not enough people use social media to follow shit. And I don't. I don't watch Being New Lied every week. But I watch AEW. So that's what the second show should be if that's what you're really going to do. Two. I think AEW had a really good show this week. I enjoyed it. With the exception of the women's match, which I didn't necessarily care for. I Even the DDP match was... I enjoyed that. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Oh, good. Sammy Guevara was good. I Listen. Darby Allen's a fucking star. And Darby's a mega star. And, and his match with Pac was exceptional. And I like the Moxley angle. I thought this week was so much better than last week's television. But, and I think they're, they're sort of kind of figuring out the mid card. I think they're going to run with this Joey Janela Kipsabian thing with Penelope Ford in the middle of it. I think, hopefully, finally do something with Sammy Rivera. I think this week was a step in the right direction. Um... I think they're, they're more formidably putting together MJF with uh, the Bunny, the Butcher, and the Blade. I think that's with Wardlow. I think that's great. I think they're. I think it's a lot better. Yes, the problem still exists and I need to see some consistency from week to week. But I, I enjoyed AEW this week. I, I liked it a whole lot better than the last one. But it's that second show that, yeah, I do have my concerns. Because if you can't fix everything on the first show, it's going to be goddamn hard to do it on your second show. Yeah, like, I still haven't
1: seen Sonny Kiss. Dude, there's a lot of like, talent the, not being used.
2: Now, LaRose is here, lot like, one ta- week and disappears.
1: Yeah, the Kawas- Kawasaki, I don't know the dude's name, Michael I don't Kawasaki. want to butcher yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, Michael Kawasaki, like, I've only seen him get tapped out by Pac. Like, I haven't seen him wrestle at all. They're, they're, so, there's talent, right. and then you're bringing in new talent. So, Brian Cage, is he has to be, and I like that they're signing bigger guys. They have a ton of small guys. So, um... You know, Brian Cage is coming in. Taz has done great, you know, on the on the booth and on the mic, so that'll add some flair to the production. I, I like it, but there's still problems. You they need writers. They need consistent stories. A lot of these are just one offs. And then Darby Allen, who again we both think is a star, is used just to boost up bigger storylines.
2: Yeah, they need. A He's bit.
1: a very good enhancement talent. He deserves to be fighting for something, though.
2: They need a main belt, and I don't even like. It's not even necessarily just writers. They need a showrunner. They need somebody who just runs the show, and then when the talent comes in, it was like, "Hey, we want to do this." He's like, "That doesn't work because last week you guys did this, and that ain't that ain't cohesive." That's what they need: a weekly yeah. guy who keeps who is the glue that keeps the shit together. I don't know if they're going to do that. And if you have a second show, I, I can't imagine them booking another show right now. The way that this, this... And that's what's so... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, the way that it is right now, like, if you, you still are working through these growing pains with the first show, and while I appreciate that you're making steps in the right direction by having a better show this week, they're not fixed. And a second show is only going to compound those issues, because now you got to dedicate your time to two shows. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Nah. I agree, and you look at it, and it's just like, man, their stance and Cody's stance from the beginning was, this isn't WWE, right? Like we're not going to script you, we're not gonna do this. And that kind of bites you in the ass because people go there for that loose environment. People go there to have more of a say, but how do you reel them back in? It's like when you're a teacher, they tell you to come in more strict and reel yourself back in. It's easier to do. If you come in you know friendly and soft and then try to be more strict. It's not gonna work It's true, so they they're in a weird corner like If you're gonna fix it you gotta fix it fast cuz if not people are gonna come in booking themselves all the time um Real quick, we're not gonna go into depth on these things But NXT had a really good week I thought the NXT UK card was phenomenal.
2: Yeah
1: great Undisputed era is super over and again, so much talent in NXT UK.
2: Yeah, I, I want to say this. And while we, while we can't, we're running out of time here. And Blackpool 2 was great. Jordan Delvin, Devlin is a star. That kid's match with Tyler Bate was fucking excellent. And I don't know when, if, you, if some of y'all need to go back. I'm going to say it one time. Find the match. I tweeted it last week with Jordan Devlin and Walter in Rama. And then you'll really see, they. I'm not saying they haven't completely used him, but he is really good. And that match was bait was excellent. But Blackpool overall was great. Even though I don't understand Joe Coffey being in the main event, whatever, I, Gallus doesn't do it for
1: He's me. a big dude over there. I mean, he, he runs Gallus. Nah, people look at I'm, him like he has all this potential. I, I, I liked him better when
2: he teams with his brother. I just I, the match. The match was cool, but Bate and De- Devlin killed it in the te- ladder match. Yeah, ridiculous. Those guys killed themselves and then show up on NXT next the next few days later. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and then you have Undisputed Era coming in and building to what's going to be a really good ta- card in this Worlds Collide.
2: Yeah. Now, now there's a part of me that I was like, ah, I'm not going to go out for Royal Rumble because it's Worlds Collide instead of Takeover. Now I'm like, fuck. Maybe I should have win. Oh well.
1: Yeah. That that card is shaving up to be really good. Uh, NXT on the weekly DIY is back for now, which looks really good. The tag team tournament has surprised me. This Dusty Challenge, I I like the Brozier weights.
2: Yeah, but I, I, mean, I, I like their match. I hope they kind of swerve us because I feel like from the beginning of this tournament, it was like, oh, it's going to be Imperium in the Undisputed Era. Like as soon as I saw the bracket, I was like, eh, can it really go in another way? maybe it will it, but right now it looks very predictable not that it's bad because the yeah. matches have been good but it just feels like oh it's a head on collision for these two to, it can't be two UK teams that worlds collide and it can't be two American teams so it has to be a UK team and a, an American team It's the only way it works yeah but then we have Kushida they lost coming back and did they lose? yeah the Grizzly Young Veterans beat them Grizzly Young Veterans are actually really good I
1: enjoy them. Oh yeah, they, they were good when they uh had the belts too. Yeah. I, I think they were better champions than uh Gallus now. Whatever. Yeah, because you um, know actually they but lost they're a good team. team. I was
2: like, Oh Thomas Bluters is back. Oh, oh it's they over. did,
1: they did. Yeah, they <laughs> my shenanigans. Yeah, I thought that was good though. That was a good match now I remember it. But not nah, NXT delivered this week and on the same thing, right before we got two minutes, ROH made some big changes. Marty and Scurll? that big change was Marty Skrill staying, and they gave him the farm. Every, he's booking the whole kit and caboodle.
2: Good for him! It I is the
1: Marty Skrill show. <laughs> it, do, it does. It does. And man. uh And you know what? He already gets an A plus in booking because that Super Card of Honor show is bringing in some top New Japan talent.
2: Yeah, if, if this guy's gonna salvage that relationship, hey, more power to him. Pay that man. Good for him, good for good for Marty, good for ROH because ROH, as great as it was, has been stale as hell for the last year and a half, it, it, maybe more. Yeah. So
1: maybe he's staying, and he says, "Yo, it was cool that the rest of the elite went over there, and you know they built something." But he wants to build something. Cool with me. And he's taking a shot at it. Those other contracts are always there. That's all right. WWE is always there. AW will always be there. Try to do yours. If you fail and swing and miss, so what? Go and get that contract and and make a bang over there, but yeah, I don't see this hurting Marty Scarlett at all, so congrats to him, that's pretty much the wrestling landscape this week, next week we'll have a ton to talk about as well, I am sure, want to thank you guys for listening, shout out to Blue Wire for hosting us, and being our new home, we are getting the links to all the different platforms, so we'll send out the links for Spotify, Apple Music like we've been doing, um, Art19, Everywhere that you listen to music, we'll have the links out there for you guys since we're no longer on SoundCloud. But you guys will find us everywhere else because I want to, you know, make sure our Android users, which bless your hearts, are still listening to us. But for this week, though, we are out. Peace.
0: For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground.